Hello and welcome to episode 6 of the Cody Krillin Calvet podcast. This one's going to be a little bit shorter. I just have one question today. Uh, Not a function of not having a bunch of questions, just a function of it's super late tonight. We were packing for most of the day. Took the day off. Diana and Neve are back from their vacation in Ontario. And tomorrow we're going to head to the mountains for three days, just like backpacks and a tent and a backcountry campground. And we're gone. So if you never see me again or hear from me again, I probably got ate by a cougar or a bear, most likely a cougar. But uh, yeah, it's been a slice. It's been a good ride, guys. Or I just like died of a heart attack by because I took a two-year-old and a four-year-old on like a few days of hiking. If you guys are at all interested in hiking, we have a YouTube channel dedicated to just hiking. Just our little family. We just have a few videos up there, but we've been documenting this year's hike. So every hike that we go on, we have been recording it and it's been a lot of fun. So it's called Trails. No. Yeah. It's called Trails and Tribulations. Like, Trials and Tribulations. I thought it was clever when I came up with it, but then, like, every time I go to say it, I double-guess, second-guess myself. So, Trails and Tribulations. Get it, right? It's super funny. Uh, If you look up Trails and Tribulations, though, because it's not a popular YouTube channel, usually you're going to get the first search results for trials and tribulations so you might have to like type in i don't know what you type in old buck trail that was one of our hikes and trails and tribulations and then you'll get our channel yeah good job i'll include a link somewhere (laughs) okay today's question is coming in from fourth year vet student cameron cameron asks as a fourth year He's now thinking about finding a job and would love to hear an episode that includes my thoughts towards practice and what type of things that a new graduate should be looking for. Mentorship, room for growth, and maybe even things that are red flags that should make you weary of joining a practice. So yeah, I have some unorthodox thoughts if that's surprising to you guys at all. So first and foremost, you need to take care of yourself. Like, I don't think anybody should take a job and not be able to cover their expenses, cover their student loans, to go further into debt just in terms of getting experience. You can get experience everywhere. So you need to know your break even. You need to know what that bare minimum number is. I've been following this Facebook group called, I think it's called like Rural Veterinarians. I can't remember the full thing. It's kind of a long Facebook group. But they're talking about how much money they make, and it's atrocious. Like, not all of them. Certainly some of them make some money. But, like, there it was, was so many veterinarians talking about annual salaries in the 30000 and the 40000 And, like, you know, in you can live on that. 
But when you have a $200,000 or a $300,000, $400,000 student loan, you just can't service that debt load. Like you just physically cannot do it. So you need to know what your break-evens are. You need to know what your cost of living is. You need to know what your loan payments are. You need to recognize how much lifetime money that's going to cost you by not paying down that principal as quick as you possibly can. So yeah, it sounds great to maybe get an experience at that dream practice in that dream town or whatever it is, but if they're not going to pay you enough, is it really worth it? You can get some phenomenal phenomenal experiences in different parts of the country, different parts of the world, and be able to service that debt. So after you have that figured out, I think certainly there's something to be said about some self-awareness, you know, knowing what type of practice that you want to practice in, what type of specialty you potentially want to go into, what type of town you want to work in, what's important to you in terms of extracurricular activities. There's a thousand different things that you certainly need to have some self-reflection in going in. Like, I didn't know I wanted to be a cow vet. I had applied at a whole bunch of different mixed animal practices. I had a really hard time back then debating whether or not I wanted to give up that small animal side that I had worked so hard towards. Like, there was a lot of knowledge up in my brain that going into a strictly cow vet practice that I was going to have to give up. And I was reluctant to do that as much as I love beef cattle medicine and feedlot medicine. I really love veterinary medicine. And I, yeah, I worked so hard for a lot of that. And I wasn't necessarily sure I wanted to give up those skills. But I did also recognize that I really loved working with farmers. So the better of opportunity that I had to do that you know that was great but I gave those mixed animal practices a fair shot I really contemplated going into there because uh, you know it wasn't a clear path for me so having that self-awareness in terms of what and where you want to be is certainly important but I think people overthink it like I know your first job seems like your like the biggest decision that you're ever going to make but it's not and i know that i'm kind of calling the the kettle black the pot black i'm you you know what i'm saying like i came out of practice into the current place that i am so i didn't move around a whole bunch which is the norm but i've been watching i watch this industry like a hawk i know exactly what's going on And it is not a big deal if you leave and then leave again. Like, I'm on the other end in terms of a hiring veterinarian. We don't discriminate if somebody has been in a spot for one year and then one year and then one year. Like, that's just expected within the industry. We recognize that people are trying to find themselves and find that right culture and that practice fit for themselves. And and that's not seen as a detractor. We're going to interview you. We're going to get a good sense of whether or not you're a good person. And we're going to talk to references and get a good sense of if you're a good person. So to have that like fear that it's going to look bad on you, that you're jumping from practice to practice, that's not all the case. Maybe if you're like 20 years out and you've been at 20 different practices, then I start to think like maybe something funky going on. But people just overthink it. I always tell final year vet students when they're looking for jobs is there's no bad decision like if you pick a practice that you end up staying at wonderful 
if you pick a practice that it's like the worst first year out that you've ever had with horrendous mentorship and terrible clientele and a toxic work environment, that's actually a good thing too. Like that is not a bad thing. If you look at like the overall grand scheme of things, you recognize where you don't want to be, the type of people you don't want to work with, the type of medicine that you don't want to do. Like Sometimes you need to do the things that you don't really like and be in awful situations for you to appreciate where you want to go. Like all my experiences, like I think with with me having a hard time getting into vet school and my long road doing that, all the experiences that led up to that, I cherish very much. Like finishing my undergraduate degree, having this university education and then end up working as a pipeliner, like literal grunt work that required 0% of my brain. No offense, pipeliners out there. You're not listening to podcasts. But like that made me so appreciative after the fact. Like I got this education and then I had this horribly difficult job as a pipeliner, seven days a week, horrendous hours, the word like just physical labor to the point where I was like almost walking on my knees because my feet were so sore like it was hard but it certainly taught me those lessons and people in a are in a rush they're always in a rush and I was certainly guilty of that like when I came out of high school I couldn't wait to get into university and when I was in university I couldn't wait into vet school and when I was in vet school I couldn't wait to be practicing veterinarian and when I was a practicing veterinarian I couldn't wait to be a practice owner and once I was a practice owner I couldn't wait to be a multiple practice owner like I'm I'm the worst but people need to breathe like there is no rush screwing up and picking the wrong job the wrong practice for a year for two years is is probably one of the best gifts that you could ever get so don't overanalyze it just pick a spot where you're going to get some cash you're doing the medicine that you want to do it looks like there's a pretty good work environment the people that you're working with are decent people you're never going to know until you actually just jump in with both feet and figure it out. And it could be really good and it could be really bad. And you can always move on. There's a thousand different jobs that you could go to. And it's not going to matter. So what are... I don't want to like not answer any of Cameron's questions, but that's certainly the bulk of it. But what are things that I think you should look for when you are looking in at a practice to spread your wings and, and learn the, the word mentorship is certainly key. I was extremely fortunate to have the perfect balance of, of mentors that had experience that had the ability to let me learn, you know, the way that I needed to learn, which was the school of hard knocks. Uh, it's, it's such a tricky thing. And, and they, they are, they were spectacular at mentoring me as a veterinarian and that was really, really good. So, you know, if, if you have the ability and you've heard that, that a specific practitioner is a great mentor, 100% go for that. I think even past that, 
besides like that word mentorship is just support of the practice. You know, that's one of the pillars that my uh, practice group, Mosaic, one of our founding foundations uh, in terms of a pillar of our practice is support. Uh, we have like a, an, I guess, behind the scenes slogan or logo. And it, it's, it's, I give a shit. Like we give a shit. That's what we are trying to do every single day to make sure that everybody feels supported and that we care so much about them. So it's more than just like mentoring through the medicine, mentoring through the cases, like truly taking care of people is so incredibly important. Just the support, support, support. And that's not a word that I think is is talked about too much in veterinary medicine. But if, if you can get the sense that that a practice as a whole is going to support you through that transition period that's going to take the time to do more CE and take phone calls with you and to be available and to mentor you. And that that is so incredibly important. So certainly look towards support. Uh, in terms of red flags, you know, certainly I would be hesitant of a very new practice, uh, a new practice owner that's just by themselves, that that experience is invaluable for you to learn from and for them to just be good at mentoring. My partners, when they mentored me, they had crashed and burned before in trying to mentor other veterinarians. It, it's not an automatic. Most people aren't automatically good mentors. So that experience is so incredibly important. So if you have the opportunity to have some of the older guard within there, within that practice to, to help you along. And that doesn't mean that there isn't phenomenal mentors that are, are young, but I'm just making a generalization. And if, if you can get a little bit of, of that kind of experience from life and there's just a better chance that they figured out the mentorship thing. You know, I, I haven't figured out the mentorship thing. I'm still growing and learning. And, and when I look back in 40 years, I'll think that I knew nothing about mentorship at this point. So certainly a, a lot of, a lot of experience could go a long ways. So I think that's it for Cameron going out there just making sure you have your bills paid, looking for good practice culture where everybody just seems genuinely happy and loves their job, the clients come in happy, and the the ability to be supported, that there is people in place and this practice isn't just, you know, solely ran off their feet where they don't have the time to be be cognizant of all of the other things that go into supporting these new veterinarians coming out into practice. I think it's so incredibly important. So since this is a fourth year student kind of geared podcast, I just want to put in a little bit of a plug. So my vet anger health practice, that's the cow vet practice that I practice in. We are hiring uh, we're hiring a beef cattle veterinarian. It's mostly cow, calf, and feedlot. There's probably a little bit of room for dairy if anybody's interested. No cats, no dogs, no horses. Well, a little tiny bit of horses. So we are looking. If you guys, if anybody is interested, please email me at Cody. No, not at. How do well, you don't start your email at Cody? Please email email me, Cody at CodyCrillman 
and then my mosaic practices are also looking we could hire basically anyone we we could hire like five vets so if you're interested in mixed animal practice in rural alberta and soon to be another province to be announced very very shortly uh please send me an email i'll i'll let you know all about the different practices that we have mixed animal rural practices lots of support better paying than a lot of places that i've heard about and uh yeah we just really want to prove to you and uh you know walk the walk that we're here to support mixed animal veterinarians large animal veterinarians and their journey in veterinary medicine so yeah lots of interesting opportunities even if you aren't mixed we might even have some spots like if you're like small but you want to live in rural uh, like a rural community i think we can figure that out okay guys if you hear from me again i didn't get a ate by bear or a cougar take care